Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marcus Meets, a show which you can listen to on any device you desire by going to marcusbronzy.com forward slash meets that's m-a-r-c-u-s-b-r-o-n-z-y.com forward slash m-e-e-t-s on today's show i'm joined by two of three gentlemen who created a podcast which is doing really really well at the moment called mars corp if you've not heard about the podcast you're going to hear about it throughout the duration of this episode um but it's really interesting to hear from people who are just working on a pure project of passion uh just for us to enjoy um but before we got stuck into any of the work that they've been doing over the last few years i wanted to ask david knight and david price about how they and tom who is in present for the interview got to know each other David Knight, could you elaborate for me, please? Uh, well, actually, I can sort of tie it in because uh, Tom and I went to university together. Okay. And that's kind of how we met and we you know, made short films to talk together. And then we moved to London together because we went to university in Wales. Um, and when we came to London, we got involved in this. Uh, we started making this short filmmaking guidebook thing and we brought Dave on then. Mm-hmm. He kind of, we put it, did we put like an ad out or something? Yeah. And yeah. that was how we met Dave. Cool. And, um, yeah. Where were you studying? In Wales, Newport University. Newport University. Okay, cool, cool. And yeah, so I had recently quit my job full time to go freelance. Not sure what doing what freelance, but then I came across Gorilla, and they had an ad out for I think it's to be a short film editor, which might be the worst job in the world. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, this seems good, as you know, something to do. Um, yeah, so I met with those guys. And was I the only person who applied? No, we got loads of people. We went, we, we went through, I and mean, we always thought of you as an intern. <laughs> I don't do you have interns when no one's getting paid. Yeah, you still can. It's, it's, it's a power it's thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's about right. the hierarchy. And we, we went through quite a few people and everyone just like wisely, you know, sort of realized what kind of terrible trap they were falling into and <laughs> got out. But then you stuck around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> still, still, just still at the bottom of the trap, trying to claw my way out. I'm, I'm deep now. So you're still interning, then, yeah? <laughs> I, I'm, now, well, I'm now running Gorilla, the website. So that's yeah. still going, but maybe I'm still, maybe I'm still interning, even though I'm running it. I it's wheels and wheels. You're still in a trap. You just don't know what the trap is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to get this right, so Gorilla existed before Definitely Human, which is your production yeah. company, which we'll talk about in a second. So, 
Gorilla was before Definitely Human. Yeah, it was uh, someone else came up with the idea and roped us into it. And it was a good, like, I, I was into it. I thought it was a good idea. Okay. And we, we we made five magazines. Mm. They, they were quite, like, chunky, thick little things with, like, very nice art design, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we did lots of, we sort of went to film festivals and uh, covered that sort of stuff. And we, we put on... Um, uh, like events around London, so we did like um, like a treasure hunt at one point where we got actors to dress up as like various characters around Brick Lane, and then kids or whoever it was would like you know go and talk to them and find out the next clue and sort of it was kind of like a film adventure around London. We did stuff like that. We did like short film nights, hosted them, um, and then we're, we we had like an article in our latest magazine about post apocalyptic. Uh, filmmaking solutions and from that we were like let's make a podcast about you know films and filmmaking and storytelling and all that kind of stuff and we'll give it that post-apocalyptic kind of aesthetic and then as we were writing it we were like actually just like the aesthetic forget all that other stuff let's <laughs> yeah. just make a post-apocalyptic podcast and that's what the bunker was excellent yeah. excellent and for those who don't know what the bunker is um s- set out the the yeah give me the setting of the okay. bunker um, please. so it's certainly it's david price by the way in case you hear me calling anyone dave yeah. david price. <laughs> yeah. um yeah so the bunker is set in 2414 civilization has collapsed um these three guys have survived for a couple hundred years isolated in this bunker and they decide that what you know this just just destroyed world needs is a really chirpy Radio show. Uh, so, Dave, how's the traffic looking out there? Well, David, our scanners picked up a significant group of large green dots chasing two small green dots north until the large green dots wisely formed a pincer movement, cutting off the small green dots' passage and making them disappear. Coming up on today's show, we've got an interview with the incredibly handsome Stuart Laws, a short story about love, and a. Uh, guys, something's coming! Oh, God! What, what is that? Oh! Describe what you're seeing, Tom. This is an audio format. All righty, we'll get back to Tom in just a second. But first, a song. This one's for all you ladies out there. So they start broadcasting a radio show where they're trying to kind of keep the old world alive. So that was like our sort of like premise, so we could you know use you know interviews from people from the old world. And in that, we would interview various people involved in storytelling. We interviewed uh, filmmakers, reporters, um, animators, musicians, animators, children's authors, like anyone who did anything which can relate to storytelling. We'd interview them, um, talk about that. And then the show also had other segments. So it had a short story, which is narrated, um, had songs. It had like an edutainment thing where we talked about story theory and that kind of thing. And then to kind of, just make it a bit more interesting, we sort of developed the story of the three guys in the bunker and sort of how they had this, these kind of strange interactions with the world outside, so people would like kind of call into their show and, and the rest of it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's how it started, yeah. yeah. And did you always intend for it to be as funny as it was? Because I, I, I call it a comedy <laughs> <What>? podcast. funny? <laughs> <laughs> this is deadly serious stuff. <laughs> Morbid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we intended it to be way more funny. <laughs> I consider it a failure. <laughs> oh, forgot to put the jokes in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, it was mo- meant to be more about the storytelling element. Because like, we, when, when we started kind of meeting the actors and stuff to, uh, like, you know, do all the voices in it, we said, you know, this is 
the show is designed as like a platform for storytellers and for actors kind of you know get this stuff out there and then like the stuff about the guys in the bunk was were meant to be quite short and just kind of tied the segments together but then we just got really self-indulgent <laughs> and just expanded the story of the guys in the bunker. Yeah. So it just became a platform for our egos. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And I, I, I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like as it progressed, it the, you found, not like you found your legs because it's, it's a very strong mm. opening, but I found it, it did change throughout the oh, podcast. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, it became more focused on us and our <laughs> stories, <laughs> less focused on everyone yeah. else. Yeah. That's how it changed. Yeah. But um, we were making up as we went along because it was, don't over a period of about 12, 14 months, something like that. Yeah. And they were pretty, they, they, it wasn't consistent. We, we were pretty bad about getting out on time and things like that. Um, and we were making it up episode by episode. So yeah. it's probably completely just doesn't make any sense if you actually go back and listen to the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, some of it was a little bit confusing, but <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought that kind of helped because in a, in a post-apocalyptic society, Things aren't always going to be running we, smoothly. So. We, we intentionally sort of added these kind of like vague, this vague stuff so that you wouldn't notice all the stuff that was actually vague because it would uh-huh. seem like it was all part of the narrative of it. Mm. So we'd intentionally throw in all these kind of strange little, like we had a caller that only spoke in Cantonese and yeah. we had like, uh, um, you know, secret messages that you couldn't hear unless you, what was the, the, uh, the Morse code, the Morse code yeah. one? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was, that was that was awesome, man. And I noticed you actually before we press record. I'm going to be honest. Full disclosure: you mentioned that sound quality wise, you you improved the sound throughout it. Was mm-hmm. was that because you were like, oh, this doesn't sound good enough, or you just really wanted to go for that A1 sound because you managed to get there? Really? Do you mean between the bunker and Mars Corp or over the course of the bunker? Um, over the course of the bunker. Okay. Um, well, I think that was just a case of us figuring. Like when we started in the bunk, we never done a podcast before, obviously. Um, we had a little, I guess we all had experience doing short films. We had like mm-hmm. a tiny bit of experience recording audio, mm-hmm. but recording film audio and doing podcasts quite different. So we yeah. were just figuring out as we went along, really. Yeah. That's just learning. Yeah. As, yeah. yeah. We just Excellent. improved as, yeah, yeah we so, actually figured it out. So that's the bunker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I actually listened to after listening to Mars Corp. I, Mars so Corp is how I found you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, sound wise, uh, actually, before I get into that, how do you, how did you fund this project, uh, the bunker? How did you fund that? Uh, the bunker was not funded. That was just yeah, we yeah spent a bit of money to buy a H four N, yeah, a mic, um, and then we had uh, we put a casting ad out, and we were up front with the actors like there is no money in this project. We're not getting paid, but if you fancy doing it, you know you you'll definitely be involved, and it should be quite fun. And like, luckily, everyone was really generous with their time, and everyone seems to enjoy the project. And most of the people we had in Mars Corp were from the bunker, so I guess we didn't treat them too badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you can usually you can do stuff like that, but it just takes time because it's money or time. It's like you just have to choose yeah. one. And for us, it just took a very long time because we didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you got there. Um, but you the funding situation did change for Mars Corp, though, right? Mm-hmm. We did a, a Kickstarter for yeah. that one. Yeah. And how did that work out? Because I know a lot of people think about doing Kickstarters and some people don't. And obviously you did. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, the Kickstarter was tough. Like we were, like when we launched it, we were kind of optimistic. I think, sorry. So yeah, the um, when we launched it, we were kind of optimistic because the bunker at that point probably had about 120 odd thousand downloads. So like there's a lot of people out there who seem to like our stuff, you know. And, and if each of the, you know, obviously not every listener is going to give money, but you know, if a decent chunk of them just, you know, checking a few pounds 
we might make our goal of like 4,800 and it was not that at all. Yeah. The amount of people who donate it was so small. It turns out we were just shouting into the void this whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think we got about halfway there and then with about a week to go, um, we had one person, um, a friend who was very generous and basically put up half the production costs Wow. For, yeah. yeah, the Kickstarter, which was just saved our asses basically. Totally, yeah. yeah. Do they remain nameless or, or do we um do we do we show yeah. them some love? I guess we show them some Yeah, the guy well he's um he we kill him in the first episode of Mars Corp. Oh sorry, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, another spoiler. There might be a few more deaths <laughs> in Mars Corp. Mars ain't that safe a place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rebby, his name is, yeah. Rebby. So he, um, yeah, so Mars Corp probably wouldn't exist without his generosity. Generosity. Yeah, yeah well, good. obviously, as well as thanking you guys, I'd like to thank Rebby. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate let's all take a minute. Thanks. Say, say thank you. Thank you, Rebby. <laughs> a minute of silence for Rebby. <laughs> what a great listen on a podcast. <laughs> People be pressing forward 15 a few times. Like, right, get rid of that. I'm surprised we didn't do that in the bunker. Like, the amount of... <laughs> oh, that, oh, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> mm. You just been on on edge. Has this has this stopped playing yeah. or not? Um, okay, so you, so you hit the funding. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, to some friends, and obviously you know getting halfway there through donations is pretty cool as well. It's yeah. good to know mm-hmm. that people uh, help with that. So um, the story of Mars Corp, where did that come from? Well, it was originally, I guess, supposed to be just a. It was going to be just the bunker again, but on Mars. So it was going to be us three doing a radio show on Mars. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know why we thought that was a good yeah, idea, but, yeah. and then we were kind of like thinking, okay, well, what would this Mars base be like? It'd be funny if it was like, you know, instead of being scientists and things like that, it was like a corporation had set up there. And then what would happen if, you know, a society had like grown out of the values of a corporation. And then at the more we kind of talked about that, we were like, actually, that's much funnier than just doing another radio show. Yeah. So we kind of ditched that whole thing and made it about someone else instead, which was a good move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you um, you really grew the cast and you really grew the the sound of Mars mm. Corp. And I think it's... Let's let's share. What, what is Mar- Mars Corp about, David okay. Price? Uh, it's, uh, so um, in 2070, a mission is sent to Mars to establish humanity's first terraforming colony there mm-hmm. to make the planet habitable for you know, Earth, orig- Earth originating life forms. And um, not long after that's launched, a supervisor, E.L. Hobb, is sent from Earth to oversee the mission. When she gets to Mars, she wakes up and finds the whole base is just in an absolute mess. Things have fallen apart. No one's doing their work. Um, and that's when, I guess you've got to reveal the spoiler in the first episode. Yeah, I guess you have to. Yeah. Right? So she finds out at the end of the first episode, she's been woken up 400 years too late. Have I just been lying there in the storage room like a piece of furniture for the past four days no don't be silly well okay then it's a bit longer than that what hmm so this mars corp colony is completely cut off from earth they don't have any communication with earth and yeah they just live in their own weird bubble and she has to kind of come to terms with a losing everyone she knows and loves (laughs) funny stuff (laughs) and b yeah just you know getting along in this society which she just doesn't understand and yeah. whose values just totally alien to her yeah and and by the way this is also it's a comedy, comedy by the way. <laughs> yeah. it's also very funny um how did you start to design the isms and schisms and, and crazy mars way way of life because i feel like mm. it feels quite feasible that if you did take a group of people and leave them for a few hundred years 
they would start to adopt really crazy weird values well yeah you just look at kind of what people are like now and sort of extrapolate don't you because it's like well we have all yeah. these weird etiquettes anyway and when you actually think about them for like a second it's like well why do we have to use a special spoon to like eat mm. our soup and all this kind of stupid stuff mm. why do we have to like take our arms off the table our elbows <laughs> off the table you know so it's just like let's just make up mm. what like kind of weird wacky values that they would take very seriously but like, and I guess like with the corporate thing, it's, you know, you look at just sort of the language that, you know, companies use to talk about their employees, you know, like human resources, that on its own sounds, yeah. it sounds like it's just like a, a piece of a person's like a piece of equipment. So yeah, Mars Corp, they see themselves as property of Mars Corp and they're happy with that. And everything is about, you know, serving Mars Corp. It's yeah, that, it's that kind of thing of if that's what you're born into and that's what your world is, then you just accept it. And so if we can sell that to you, then hopefully the audience will just accept it as well. Yeah, and obviously yeah. then Hob turns up and is like, "This is crazy." Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great play on 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 how it must seem to aliens if they well they probably do exist, mm. looking down on us, thinking like yeah, like you said, like why why do they have to take their elbows off yeah. the table? Yeah, why do they do this funny thing where they push their faces together when they want to produce? Why do they do that beforehand? Why don't they just get straight yeah. to it? Yeah, but it's really really interesting. And um, with regards to the writing process, how do you get ideas down? We're very kind of, uh, it's a lot of structure. It, mm. we, don't, we don't do the whole kind of, you know, sit and wait for the muse or anything like no. that. It's <laughs> like we have spreadsheets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like most of it is spreadsheets. Mm. We, Dave and I will sit down and just like, you know, you, you write like a premise for each thing or like an idea and then you break it down into kind of all the beats that you want to happen. And then like there's just, you know the scenes the important stuff and then it's just it's it's just layers upon layers of structure and color coding and <laughs> this kind of really boring stuff but we like it but i mean yeah this structure but things also kind of change a lot as you go because it's one of the initial ideas was um there's going to be 12 parts and it, each episode would address like a different sci-fi trope so one would be about you know alien parasites another one would be about robots and be about time travel whatever and there's a few episodes that kind of have that but then as we started developing the story and the characters, we were like, actually, some of these are just boring. It's yeah. much better to just do an episode about, you know, this character's, you know, past on Earth or, you know, let's do an episode where someone is murdered and there's a murder mystery, you know? Yeah. So is that just kind of just development as your item? Yeah. And how it kind of serves the overall arc of the story as well. Yeah, but our, our strength is probably with world building mostly. It's like, and we kind of maybe didn't realize that as we were writing it, but we were like, actually, we like this world that we've made. Let's forget all the sci-fi tropes and just focus on that instead yeah. mm. um, and hope that people will kind of accept it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I did. And and in terms of, of, just to put this in perspective to the listener, the amount of planning that went into an episode, how much time would you say went into putting together an episode in terms of saying, right, these are the ideas, oh. this is how we're going to weave them. And then also, this is how we're going to weave them into the arc of the whole season. Because there is crossover, there's reoccurring jokes, yeah. there's all those sorts of complexities that you'd expect from a radio drama. It's, it's kind of hard to say because we sort of, one of the big differences production-wise from the bunker is that we had everything recorded and all done before the first episode came out, more or less. So we kind of did each um, sort of production stage, um, like, was on its own. So we spent about, um, probably about seven or eight months writing. Because we just focused on the script. So we weren't like kind of write episode one, record episode one, edit episode one. It was like write all 12 episodes. So that made it much easier to go back and, you know, change things, insert things, delete things if it didn't work. So 
from from the spreadsheets from the spreadsheets from the yeah, spreadsheets just color, for those the thing, color coded and color so what kind of colors were there <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm intrigued them. not brown i don't like brown no no one like all brown. of them except Shit brown. color <laughs> <laughs> uh i actually when i was writing the dialogue um had all of the main characters in different colors because mm-hmm. then i could like just sort of like okay green needs to sound a certain way because you want the characters to all have their own kind of unique voice yeah so i kind of did that by having them all having different colors okay um and so it just kind of yeah it made it easier for me i guess to kind of like make sure that everyone was different but that's kind of the level of like just weirdness that we went to with this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i mean honestly the the, the the comedy comes across and like i said you managed to get the reoccurring jokes in there um you know I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> There's uh, speeches and like a, yeah. I, lo- I love that. Um, and actually just, just so I want to put this in perspective for the listener as well. You know, so you got your, your, your funding mm-hmm. um, and that's quite bare bones, that sort of funding, yeah. the amount that you got for the project. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you again had to call in a lot of favors yeah. mm-hmm. um, from other performers and actors. And does that really confirm to you how much of a, a passion project this is for both of you guys? Because you did it for nothing, pretty much running cost. Yeah. Or did you go to the pub with four and a half? Grand <laughs> oh, a great time. Yeah. Just, you know, a little Kickstarter campaign said, look, we've yeah. given you 12 one minute parts. of a season, <laughs> And that's it. Um, yeah. We said you give you 12 episodes. We didn't say how long the episodes yeah. would be, you know, you ran yeah. into that. Um, yeah, I guess so. It's like, well, yeah, we, we, you know, we didn't, we'd have to be insane to make a audio drama podcast and think you're going to make money off it. Yeah. But I think the level of work that it took was more than we expected. Mm. Like, mm. I think probably myself, David and Tom probably put in over a thousand hours each. Mm. The actors gave a lot of time as well. Okay. I, I think, yeah, there was a money. part of it was just, we were naive because we yeah. didn't think it was, it would be as hard as it was because the bunker was so easy to write. I mean, it was, it was a little bit mm-hmm. tricky to like actually produce, but it was so easy to write because it was just like one draft yeah. pretty much. And we'd like tweak it sometimes, but it was just like, and you can tell it's just a stream of consciousness. <laughs> Whereas uh, we actually wanted Mars Corp to work as like a sort of fairly traditional sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like it would make sense in that structure which turns out is quite difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of like just planning and planning and planning and lots of rewrites, like and getting really frustrated with like characters that weren't working and kind of all these kind of major changes that we ended up doing. Um, and yeah, we had days where obviously Tom's um, in Bristol, so we'd do it all through Skype. We'd have like meetings that took like like ten hours. I think there was a couple which where it was like literally sort of eight a.m. till eight p.m. at night, just reviewing scripts. Yeah, and which is just it's really horrible for a comedy because you're meant to be like enjoying it, but by that point you absolutely hate it. You can't <laughs> tell whether it's funny or good. Yeah. because you're just obsessing over these details. So how do you maintain the funny when you are doing these massive, intense? <laughs> just talent. <laughs> no we had no idea whether it'd be funny yeah. or not there was like times where we were like this is gonna be terrible everyone's gonna hate it like yeah, yeah. that was m- the main feeling throughout was like people are gonna be like yeah it's fine not as good as the bunker though yeah. which would just destroy us that, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right and in terms of characters were there characters that you had to develop later on like through the process or was were you pretty much fixed with everyone there was um yeah, Tom was really hard to get yeah, right. The, t- yeah. the Tom character, who's the head of the technology department, he's this kind of very kind of angry, shouty guy. Probably like most people's favorite character now, mm. now that it's actually out. But like 
we just were not we did not understand him at all for so long we had this whole thing about like his uh robot son mm-hmm. and like their relationship and it and we had he we had him as like he was a he was like this wizard character or something i, th- I think he started off he was going to be like more nervy and, yeah and, like, yeah kind of just like really just like on edge really just wired and just like just a bag of nerves and then that kind of changed and then he was like yeah kind of like a weird wizard kind of thing and then he ended up as like a kind of a and, uh, like this, major yeah he became this kind of authoritarian kind of this incredibly militant character who was then really unlikable so it wasn't until we kind of figured out the chip and tom father-son relationship when it started to kind of like work and you know because for ages chip was written down in the script as just jesus bot there was like yeah a weird story where he was not only to save the robots he was going to save the whole base there's like a storm coming going to hit the base and then chip was going to sacrifice himself and that was going to be a big emotional moment for tom kind of watching his son sacrifice himself to save the base yeah. and the, yeah it was problematic for like many reasons <laughs> yeah. one of them being like it's rubbish when a character only re- gets any kind of like character motivation when someone close to them dies yeah. it's a very cheap way yeah, to do yeah. it so instead we kind of had it have it be that yeah chip instead of being robot jesus <laughs> yeah was just a rebellious teenage girl and it was about their relationship and them not communicating and that was more satisfying it turns out sometimes when you go smaller it's better yeah yeah, yeah. And, it's, it, uh, and it kind of played into tom's sort of obsession with his job as well because he was sort of grooming his you know his child as his heir to kind of take over the department so we were able to work in sort of how is how tom relates to his job and how that defines him as well so cool. but yeah he was definitely the toughest character to get right and, mm. uh, and obviously hob and jim were tough just because they're the main characters so it's always you the, want to make sure they're good the other one we changed a lot uh was eric Oh, he's yeah, the yeah. guy who kind of Hob has a sort of relationship with because we felt like we needed to give Hob like just one person who was like a nice guy who she could kind of like you know have a thing with and like she'd be like yeah this is you know what there's there's some hope on Mars mm. so we wrote this guy who was like just going to be just really confident just like really like smooth just like you know just a really good presence for her and we wrote him we're like he is so boring <laughs> so yeah we just say made him just a tool yeah just, like a needy emotionally immature <laughs> yeah we just took that one little thing away from her exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> physically eric was physically oh eric, in eric is eric is yeah just, yeah. yeah he has like pecs of pecs of steel <laughs> yeah insecure great balance I love <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. how did the hierarchy work between you three guys because you're three people with th- great ideas but there's obviously going to be clashes or things that you don't like how did you overcome stuff that you weren't sure about we had uh knife fights yeah it was like if you came out on top then your idea could go in that's how <laughs> yeah yeah under these clothes it's just a mishmash of scars from oh, where you wow. had to battle out over ideas um it, i don't know it was never that big i think kind of we're sort of like on the same page with a lot of ideas so it wasn't too big an issue um there'd be times where someone suggests something you didn't agree yeah. with it it's then you see the they convince the other two or they don't. You, yeah, you just hash out and, and sort of talk about it. And usually, you know, the other two will be like, no. And then that's kind of, yeah. it's good to have three. Three's a good number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works, <laughs> you can gang up on each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, three, three's a great number <laughs> for that. Um, I was very fond of a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I fancied E.L. Hobb a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Am I the only guy that fancies Hobb out there? So. I think I think Hobb's very fanciable. She's very mm. capable. She's very, she's confident in some areas. Yeah. She's... Yeah, she's she's definitely the most relatable. I find her the most relatable anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and what you fancy yourself <laughs> you'll say I'm very I'm very fanciful so therefore <laughs> I think out of all of the Hob is kind of yeah just you and me kind of put into a character so it makes sense that everyone finds us so attractive yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I fancy both of you guys so. well, I mean it, it, you know it's it's, a, I don't blame you either you know? <laughs> many people do so. <laughs> great stuff I mean and, and she likes to drink as well oh yeah um, that was that was yeah fun fact for you gin is her favorite drink so yes, when you're yes. trying to impress her buy her a gin <laughs> I, I'm also a gin drinker which one of you guys is the gin drinker I just drink everything yeah every, okay yeah. That's, very, that's very Mars Court <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no preference yeah no uh, wicked yeah. Um, it's hard to remember that Mars Corp is an audio mm-hmm. output because it's so well written that I start to visualize characters, hence me fancying <laughs> Hob. Um, I'm curious as to what your physical, I mean, did you write down physical descriptions for these characters? Because obviously Eric, you said was quite ripped. Yeah. But did you go as far as, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever? I'm, I'm just interested in how both of you see Hob. I don't think we did. The, the only mentions, there's a, there's occasional mentions about in the script about Hobbs' appearance, but it's usually when someone's being mean to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Martin when he's talking, uh, uh, mine's the boss, and he's like, "Oh, I remember when I was like you, you know, full of optimism and confidence, a little heavy around the thigh area." And so we don't. Those are the only kind of physical descriptions, or when it's kind of yeah related to yeah Eric talking about yeah how much of a ripped god he is. Yeah, we didn't really. I guess I didn't really think about it like that. I just kind of imagine them all as the actors. That's, kind of, that's a yeah, bit lazier yeah. for me, isn't it? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think it's, we tried not to describe them too much because it is more fun if you imagine it yourself and kind of, yeah. we've seen, there's like people have been doing fan art and stuff and everyone's kind of got their own take on what the characters look like, which is great. It's really interesting. Some like, cause uh, Tom is like, he's, he's quite a skinny guy. Um, so I can't imagine Tom's character like that, but the fan art of Tom is like this quite pudgy graying kind of middle-aged guy with a hearing aid for some reason i was like yeah. that's a really interesting yeah, way to say i saw it. that on reddit that was, yeah yeah, yeah, written, yeah like you've got your own page on reddit where people are contributing yeah. stuff and it's really good to see it so yeah, yeah, yeah. so the fan art you're like yeah it's, 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 it's yeah. there i think it's someone's interpretation i think people go wild you know yeah i think uh, the more the better yeah, yeah. like I, that's one of the things that I, I wasn't expecting and i'm really enjoying kind of just everyone's take on how people look which kind of makes me think like Maybe less description next time. <laughs> yeah. Kind of leaves it. Kind yeah. of, it's, you know, like reading a book and then watching the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it's, you know, yeah, it's what yeah. it's Never like. Quite you know, really up, yeah. Paint your own picture of what everyone looks like. Because um, Chip, I can just see kind of like Evie in Wally. Like, like that's, <laughs> right, that's yeah, what yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you see, but that's how I kind of feel like. Yeah. 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 That sort of thing. Um, so, with regards to recording it, like we've mentioned, Tom is in Bristol. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gentlemen are London based. How do you record, go around, get around recording dialogue for your characters and also Tom's input as well? We get Tom round. He comes down. Comes to, all the way down. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to you, Tom. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, you don't go, you don't go to him. Oh, no. Go to Bristol now. I don't think so. I pay him rent every month. I'm not paying the like, rent to go to Bristol. Like, go to London. <laughs> oh. so, yeah. Um, yeah. He comes around. We record everything. Uh, completely separately which is makes yeah we only have one decent mic so we have to record every actor individually which makes editing <laughs> i mean I, I i can't even imagine doing it another way though because we i don't know I'm, I'm so kind of anal about the edit that like i like to have 
everyone's separate and kind of all that kind of thing. Whereas a lot of people say, you know, having two actors play off each other makes a better performance. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not an actor, but I disagree. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's good to push them. Just be like, you have no one to perform against. We'll read you your lines, but you have no one else. Okay, so they're, they're not acting to uh, the actual other actors. No. Sometimes nope. you have them in the house no. separately. We, we had yeah. the main cast uh, meet each other and read through the whole thing together so that we could sort of figure out you know whatever chemistry there might be but yeah. then we just recorded them all separate and then we fill in the lines for them when they're recording it wow yeah how painstaking is that for unbelievably oh, to- painstaking it took it took so long it was yeah it was pretty grim we had to re-record a lot of stuff we went for about 10 days solid before christmas last year just getting people in every day just trying to get as much of the recording knocked out before christmas Came back after Christmas and Tom's like, oh, guys, there's a problem with the recording settings. We have to redo most of what you did. And it, that was probably the low point for the whole project. I was like, yeah, this dark times. <laughs> yeah, that was like, yeah, the, over like a good few hundred hours, probably, which we would have to go and redo. Oh, but you were persistent and and it came it came across man it came like i'm genuinely a fan like fanboying on the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I wanted you on the show. I'm a fan. Um so that's how you got the voices out. That mm-hmm. must have, so in total, are we talking like 20, 30 days of recording or are you talking more than that? Uh, difficult to judge. Yeah, it's probably something out. like that. Yes, Ooh. yeah, hard to say it's again. A lot, lot of work, but yeah. it, it sounds good. And, and um, yeah, if you can't get two separate booths to record in, then yeah. you got to go solo. <laughs> but sound design, I also noticed the difference between the bunker and Mars Corp mm-hmm. was that sound design on Mars Corp, there seemed to be a lot more emphasis on the setting, mm-hmm. on uh, obviously certain people like Chip needed slightly different voices, and yeah, yeah. um, the announcer and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who's who, who led in that area when it came to sort of giving it that sort of shape? Definitely Tom, but it was kind of, it was, it was more just kind of like in the planning because like when you're... The thing was that we had we kind of had to do that because it's it's a, like a whole big base with all these different locations and things like that. So it's like you need each location to feel different when we're like cutting between them because you don't want someone to be like we have musical stings, but you don't want to over rely on them, and you don't want someone to be like we are now in the laboratory or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So we kind of had to get like each place feel a little bit different and make sure all the characters felt different and the robots. Um, but yeah, Tom's just. You know, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, just no, magic. He's I guess. absolutely, yeah, did an absolutely amazing job. That was his kind of yeah, his focus. So, so like when we um, after we'd recorded the actors, I'd stick them all together in a performance edit, which is just like the bare bones thing. Send it to him, and then he just had to make it sound yeah. good somehow. Because like yeah, because when we were writing it, there was there was sound direction for some stuff in there, some like key stuff, one in alarm or like an explosion or whatever. But our sound direction was absolute garbage. Yeah. It was yeah. It was like the literally sound of the sound robot tears. Like, <laughs> Figure out what that sounds like, Tom. <laughs> like suspicious door opening. Like what, what the hell's a suspicious door? <laughs> so he did an amazing job to interpret our trash yeah. direction yeah. and like yeah, turn it into what it is. So if I asked Tom what the hardest thing about making the project was, Working he'd probably with us. say yeah. trying to find what robot tears sounded <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. and a suspicious door. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, very yeah. accurate yeah. description, but nonetheless very hard. <laughs> yeah. What do you think were the hardest points for you? I must I'll start with you, Dave. Oh, Dave, what's that? David Knight. <laughs> um Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I don't... It was still pretty hard. <laughs> but uh, I guess the writing was really difficult. But then I enjoyed the writing. Yeah. The performance edit was kind of the most frustrating because it was so boring mm. and because you know you, you've got like several takes of the same stuff and i agonized over it probably that's more says something more about me than just because of the way i am so i was kind of you know i'd be listening to two takes that sound identical to anyone else just agonizing over which one to use for like hours mm. um, so i made it a lot harder for myself i think but yeah i think that was the worst because it took months to yeah. do the performance mm. edit it was mm. so dull. And it's not like you can listen to music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how about you, David Press? Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's kind of like every yeah. stage was bad in its own way. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like new layers of badness. Yeah. Like with the script writing, like when we had to do the script reviews were just horrible because they just took so long and you're just kind of getting obsessed about these tiny details, which most people probably aren't even going to pick up on. Like with the recording, that just, you know, we had to do lots of re-records and pickups, which was tiring and like, yeah doing like the sound edits where you kind of had to listen back to stuff over and over. But I think it just like in general, it was like the last like probably like two, three weeks was just before release was just horrible. So mm. it was like, even though most of it was done, there was still like a few kind of, you know, extra pickups to do and just getting to that point where it's about to come out and you're like, Oh my God. Oh, I just had like a 14 month psychotic episode. Have I just wasted my life doing this? Like it's going to come out now. There's no more changes, no more, ways you can change it it's coming out people are going to hear it and they're going to like it or not like it and that was that was just a horrible horrible feeling so that was more of a sort of existential yeah thing. exactly yeah <laughs> deep, yeah i was wrecked like the week before it came out i just felt awful actually i remember that you especially were just like difficult to be around <laughs> <laughs> oh do do tell <laughs> like at least uh you know i got pretty good at you know fake smiling yeah i'm pretty good at that now yeah yeah <laughs> All right. Very interesting. Um, in case uh, you haven't realized, um, or we haven't made that apparent, you both feature in Mars mm -hmm. Corp as yeah, well. We um, uh, which characters are you? And, uh, oh, now who do we play? Uh, who, do you, who do you play? <laughs> hmm. yeah, we're pretty bad at naming people, it turns out. Uh, I play David Knight. Crazy. <laughs> I don't crazy know inspiration. Well. Crazy inspiration. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Man. There's a few others as well. That 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I play like a, a few other. Should I say the other characters? That I can't yeah. remember now because we. I play Mr. Velvet as well. Ah, <laughs> yeah. it's you! Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. oh. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's why I fancy you a little. Bit. <laughs> He's a very sexy voice. character. Oh, yeah, man, he is velvety. Oh man. I also played um, just some robots. We all played robots. Like you yeah. played Disco Bot. Yeah. Um, I played uh, Colonel Coffee in the bunker and reprised that role as what was his name? Ernest something. Oh, Ernest McTrusty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, all these <laughs> little characters and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Do I, I don't think I play anyone else, do I? I think so. No. Yeah. No, but yeah. Yeah. David I, I, was the name. I played uh, Dave Price. Really? Yeah. Which Crazy. is interesting because my name is actually David Price. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. So you, you put a little spin on it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you got creative there. It's, yeah, yeah, um, pretty creative. And you're also a disco bot as well. Actually, actually I think I, I may have picked that up a little uh, bit. Uh, Tom uh, hasn't uh, done his job then, has he? <laughs> yeah, it's Tom's yeah, fault. Nice yeah. <laughs> on Tom. You ruined the whole project. Disco bot, another legendary character. Well, mm. you'll have to listen to find out yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> so you managed to get the beats in for... I find that I can't even comprehend how you managed to get beats in Maybe it's because you were there bouncing off and it's your scripts that mm-hmm. were recording it. You managed, you knew what the beats were going to sound like when each character is recording. But, you know, the fact that you record everyone separately and got those beats in and <laughs> yeah. got it tight, yeah. that was wicked. What do you think your key is to making funny audio? What do you think the key is to it? <laughs> um, what do you mean, like, as in, like, specifically yeah, in an audio like, format where... Yeah, you yeah. You I, know it's, I know it's many things, yeah, yeah. But if you could pick out, you know, one specific key to, to making stuff that's funny, because... You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. This is funny shit. Like, Mars Scorch is funny. So what do you think mm. was one of the elements that you needed to bring to the table? For me, it was all about flow. Like, it doesn't sound very funny now that I'm dissecting it, but, like, it was kind of about making the whole thing just have this kind of rhythm where it just kind of flowed quite nicely and kind of... Because kind of what comedy is, or just, like, timing and people, you know, it being fast and kind of just, like, going along and you, you're not spending too much time dwelling on kind of was that actually funny or was I just kind of <laughs> laughing yeah. at something that was stupid <laughs> you know don't worry about it let's move on yeah yeah I think I'm hilarious but I'm not <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm laughing. How do, so how do you like you know like for me I'm like oh god I'm so funny I tell my mates the same joke and they're like and what's the punchline and I'm like uh yeah don't worry about it yeah. so yeah how about you I David, think right? um I think a lot of it's kind of just getting the characters properly figured out and fleshed out so you understand them and getting like sort of the world built around them because um, like I think you know you can write you know characters and they can say like there's only one line and you can put in a woo and just make it all wacky but that's not really funny it's, I think the funniness comes from like people and how they kind of react when pressure's put on them and that comes from you know characterization because we all we, when we were writing we kept on being like okay so we'll get the story figured out and then we'll go back and we'll put jokes <laughs> in at the end we, we kept on saying like we'll do a joke draft when we go out and we'll go through scene by scene and be like oh what what funny things could happen here it never it's happened so true because we ended up doing like nine drafts of every episode script drafts that were all pretty different um and yeah there was always going to be on the horizon a joke draft where we just added all the jokes <laughs> yeah. never happened so you had a, you had a hard-hitting drama about somebody in, on yeah. mars and then you suddenly just pump the fun in yeah. it. no but that, we never did it. pump the yeah. fun in. <laughs> that's the thing like everything that came in it just came because it was right to come in and like Wicked. that that's how the characters would react in that situation that's why it'd be funny yeah like we had to take out stuff that we thought was very funny but like the characters just wouldn't say and things yeah. like that and really kind of like mm. yeah 
Because you, you just have to, because otherwise people are like, I don't believe this. Yeah. And then it's not funny anymore. Mm. Oh, cool. And did, did you do any test listens and stuff to sort of see how it went down? Or were you guys just no, like, we, fuck it, it's going out? We, I think we just like, it took so much, like, it took so much time to make an episode that if people, are, if we yeah. get it to, to listen to you and they came back and went, that was rubbish, we'd be like, well, I'm not redoing the last 12 months, yeah. so it's coming out anyway. It was just, we just had to hope that we weren't totally deluded and that it was going to be okay. We read our scripts doing all the characters together to get that kind of sense of flow and rhythm or whatever and kind of we made ourselves laugh doing that. <laughs> good. We good. were probably drunk at the time, probably, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the, yeah, we say that to kind of like seem like we're normal, well-adjusted people, but I think the real secret to making something really funny is to make it really sad. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be like the main thing. Like yeah. we're just like, okay, this is, this is fine, but can we make it more sad though? Yeah. And then that just made us laugh more. And the more sad we made it, the more funny it became for us. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think all the best comedy comes out from elements of sadness where it's, you know, someone has an ambition or they have a hope and it's just, they can't, they can't attain it. Yeah. It's, you know. That's like classic sitcom kind of yeah. tropes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we kind of just really hammered home on that kind yeah. of idea. I remember like when we were writing, it's like, if kind of like, you know, a funny idea, a funny scene or something, be like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be good. If we come up with like a sad scene, it's like, yeah, yes! <laughs> it'd be like cheering, patting each other <laughs> yeah. on the back. Like, this is really sad, this guys. This is really sad. <laughs> it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. really good. Um, and we had the Halloween special, which mm. um, took it on, a, give us a little different twist with that. Yeah. Which I yep. liked. Yeah. Um, took it in a different direction for, for the episode. And, and I enjoyed that. I mean, was that yeah. fun for you? Mm, it was just, mostly just to get something out mm. and kind of to sort of be like, Hey, we're still here guys. I'm going to, you know, we're, we're doing stuff uh, with the bunker as well. Like we're yeah. just bringing out more stuff cool. like to kind of, I don't think the, ha- I, I, I doubt the Halloween special will stay up for very much longer. We'll probably take it down. Cause I think it's more of just like a, it's a fun thing, but it's not very, you're right. It's very different. Mm. And maybe if someone is listening for the first time and they just hear that, they're not going to get a very good idea of what Mars Corp is. So it was more just like a, fun little thing for the for the listeners yeah, yeah i think like part of the thing with podcasts is there's so much out there you, you know you've got to do something just to kind of stay on people's radar because we want to keep on doing mars corp you know we we always plan to do a second season whether we <laughs> <laughs> breaking <laughs> news <laughs> i just jumped with excitement <laughs> sorry say that again we always plan to do a second season. <laughs> well, <laughs> we well, we planned to do oh, one Jesus. season that was going to be twenty four episodes yeah. because we're insane, Ooh, which is um, the worst idea. Thankfully, we didn't see yeah. that one through. But it kind of worked out because we only did twelve episodes, but that means we've we've got quite a few good ideas for the rest of the thing, sort of planned out. Mm. Um, so we know what would happen. Yeah, but you know, we don't want to kind of like disappear for a year or two and then just pop up with a second season. You need to kind yeah. of like keep people interested especially you know we need to raise money if we're going to do a second season so you've got to keep on giving them something yeah, yeah. and you're going to be you, do you think you'll be doing another kickstarter to make that happen again <sighs> i really don't want to do another kickstarter it just feels like it's just no we're- i think for podcasts as well it doesn't work very well because you're a lot of the best kickstarters seem to be the ones where you can give someone something which they would have to pay for whether it's you know a, a watch or a product or a game whereas a podcast is going to come out for free so I don't think that, that there's that same incentive where it's like, oh, I'm getting something which I would have to pay for anyway, so why not fund the production? It's like, mm. I'll let everyone else pay for it and get it for free. So what we are doing is Patreon. You had a Patreon? Yes. Because yes. So, that's much more geared towards uh, 
doing sort of audio series and things like that because it's like a monthly subscription kind of thing mm. um, and it's like people if you want us to keep doing this stuff you can like support the production of the stuff it's kind of a way to actually be involved in it and make it happen kind of thing which is and also it kind of forces us to keep bringing out content as well because you're paying for us to keep producing more audio you know series and things like that so we, we, we were doing like sketches and shorts and, and, and stuff like that um, so it kind of keeps us busy yeah and um, keep, keeps us there yeah and with it you can also put out you know exclusive or timed exclusive content so people have got more of an incentive to you know mm. they're, they're actually getting something extra for their money which they wouldn't get if you know if they just subscribed on itunes awesome awesome and would you guys like to eventually have this as as the project that's the dream. that you work on all that's the time the dream. that's just, the dream yeah that's, yeah, the, that's dream. the dream it's amazing because you're creative people so Obviously, I know you said season two of Mask, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. for, but there must be ideas just spilling out all the how time. Many, how many do we have now? Like nine? Yeah, there's yeah, we've got quite a few ideas for other podcasts, which we want to do. There's like... A, should we, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> an exclusive then. Uh, yeah, so we have, we've want, we had an idea for ages to do one set in sort of like 1700s with pirates, um, where... Yeah. yeah, so it would be about... Um, the idea of kind of the romanticism of the kind of golden age of piracy and you would kind of follow a character who just hates pirates but is kind of forced into becoming a pirate on this kind of crew and you kind of do the same thing that we do with mask where you like create a wacky world and with all these crazy characters and then you have your pov character trying to sort of navigate you know through that world Mm. and you can sort of like send up lots of stupid Mm. things and, and kind of you know about that time period which i find quite interesting yeah and kind of you know the idea of how everyone was kind of pretending that being a pirate was like this cool thing and it's like so you know look at those cool pirates they were horrible <laughs> they were scumbags um yeah. and so yeah the, the, the so that was one that we wanted to do and we could make like i just i, I like the idea of the sounds of that one you know yeah, the sea yeah, yeah. the creaking of the ship would sound quite good you could have like a lot of fun songs and things like that like yeah. sea shanties and stuff um and then we've got loads of other ideas. Yeah, there's well. like one we talk about another kind of post-apocalyptic one, but it's kind of set in sort of like a near future, which is basically these three city guys end up in the country um, just trying to find some kind of safety after there's like a kind of a collapse of civilization sort of event. Is it like a president-elect that went really... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't know what you're talking about. No, no political agenda whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can enjoy our podcast. <laughs> doesn't matter what their political alignment is. Yeah, left, right. Yeah, you're just numbers. You're, just numbers. you're all numbers on my statue. Yeah. You're just downloaded or haven't downloaded. That's all you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, there's kind of like a more chatty one with possibly talking about trialing out just because that might be fun yeah that's the one I'm most scared about because yeah. then people actually have to l- listen to the you can't hide behind your characters no <laughs> that's all <laughs> I have to be you yeah. yeah oh cool wicked and um have you got any tips for anyone that wants to create <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. don't don't just do don't create else. it's really hard and we don't want the competition so do <laughs> yeah else. um uh, it's I, I'd um it's going to be harder than you think. So yeah. allow it. Or however long you think it's going to take, increase that by at least a half. And don't think that you're going to be able to get by just by having like some cool, like crazy ideas or whatever. Because most of our ideas are like not that crazy mm. or not that out there or original. It's just that we spend an insane amount of time really kind of like 
getting down the structure of it so that it works. Mm. And that's all the boring stuff of like, you know, working out all of what these characters did. And, you know, before you start writing their dialogue, making sure that each, you know, bit line of dialogue is completely yeah. unique to that character. And then like working out just, just how a scene or like you know, how like an episode works or kind of like the different yeah. sort of scenes flowing together and things like that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's reiterate. You had a spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A colored spreadsheet. A colored spreadsheet. Lots, not, not one, many spreadsheets. Many, many different spreadsheets. Yeah. Many spreadsheets. Yeah. And that's not even the writing. Just, just yeah. files and files of yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you broke, you have to break down this comedy. You've broken it down into its elements. You know, mm. you've got a suspicious door, you know, robots, <laughs> yeah. uh, characters, stuff like that. Be honest. Do you still both find it funny? Cause I don't see the blood, sweat and tears. I, I, yeah. I just, and I, and I, like I said, I find it funny. Do you genuinely, are you just like, oh, I don't want to hear this again. Right. I don't. David I, Price. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things like, it's more like I could listen to it and be like, that's a funny joke, <laughs> but I'm, I would, I wouldn't laugh at it. Laugh at it. But that's, like, you're like that with everything. Uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty cold, but uh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't laugh at it, but I can listen to me. Yeah, I think that was. We did a decent job making a funny scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit more kind of. I will say when we were actually in the ideas stage, when it was just the three of us kind of like goofing off and like coming up with like yeah. wacky ideas, we were laughing a lot. Mm. And I guess that laughter just kind of got filtered through <laughs> the process, concentrated, diluted. Yeah. And you know now. Um, I don't laugh either, but it's like ever. <laughs> I no longer laugh, but I, uh, I, I do think it is funny. I guess. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I, think so. I don't know if I think the bunker is funny anymore, but then I haven't listened to it in a long yeah. time, so I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, we we, so we, we create man. things, we yeah. love them, and then eventually we grow distant and cold with them, yeah. and <laughs> we don't yeah. feel anything for them anymore. Well, yeah, you, you throw can, them aside, we start something new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you conceive, you uh, grow them into adult form, yeah, and then yeah. you tell them to leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And stand yeah. on their own two feet. Yeah, but also <laughs> resent them after they've yeah. well, the pain they caused you. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so you guys have focused for a long time on this project mm-hmm. and you're still focusing on other bits and bobs. Um, David Knight, how do you like to kill some time when you get the chance? And yes, this is going on the How to Kill an Hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. Honestly, I don't. I don't kill time. Really? <laughs> That's a very sad answer. I don't have uh, any sort of hobbies or anything. <laughs> I don't, I don't. All I do is work. Um yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm a very boring person, really. Mm. Yeah. All of my, uh, sort of, the all of the kind of fun things about me, I channel that into <laughs> the podcast, and it leaves me a dried out husk. So there's none of you left. <laughs> there's nothing left. Oh, my gosh. Is there other comedy that you like listening to, then, as well? Is it, like, what sort of comedy are you into? Uh, yes. Um, actually, I was listening to, there's some really good podcasts that have, like, come out seemingly around the same time as us, just kind oh, of yeah. to, like be better than us and really annoy me so like stuff like wooden overcoats and hector versus the future is like just really funny stuff and i listen to a lot of um you know non-fiction podcasts and stuff cool. like that like um uh, a lot of theoretical stuff as well because i'm boring <laughs> do, do tell do tell um oh god now i'm gonna have to try and remember all this stuff i want to say listening to uh i like stuff like the secrets of story stuff about story and kind of like 
how to make sitcoms and things yeah. like that. <laughs> Anything useful that I can put back into projects. Um, what else? There's a Maximum Fun's really good for like they've got like loads of stuff on there, like stuff like Sawbones, which is like a medical history podcast. Just lots of random stuff. Oh, oh um, who's that? Uh, the the history. Oh, Dan Carlin. Ah, yeah, it's amazing. Hardcore Hardcore histories. Man, that's that's so good. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, stuff like that. Or like philosophy podcasts and things. Just boring stuff. (laughs) How about you, David Price? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of quite funny. Drinking mainly. Like, there's, there's not a good answer. But. No, I'm down for that. I'm yeah, down. Yeah, I'm okay, down. Like, good, good. I find it. Do you find that people find it funny when you're like, the people are like, what do you like to do? I'm like, I like to have a good drink. They go, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I like a drink. Maybe it's yeah. the way you say it though, because when you say it, that sounds quite good. But when I say, it, I'm just like drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I just need yeah. to drink. Mm. Yeah. What do you like to do? Drink, drink, drink. Yeah. So, David Price, what do you like to drink? Um, I'd say mainly beer. Beer, lager, ale, but you know I'm not fussy. I'll I'll drink whatever you know, wine, spirits, Why, what hand, you got? hand sanitizer, <laughs> yeah. um, that stuff you put to stop your engine freezing, you know, yeah. anything, you know, yeah. whatever. The good stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not not the Tesco's value antifreeze, the the Halfords antifreeze. <laughs> 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 Wicked. Well, it's great. Well, you, it's good to know that you're that absorbed in your work that you spend <laughs> time drinking, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and learning about your work. But no, it just I, I think it goes to show that I really want it to come across to you listening that. Like the f- what made this funny to go back to what you said is is um it's not just the fact that you went ah oh, this is a great idea but you fucking worked your bollocks off yeah. you know mm. three people not one person mm. three people a great cast of people as well you know great writers great sound design and stuff like that as well so like I'm just want to be I want to say thanks man for like bringing <laughs> some great content just because you fucking wanted to. You could have got a grant from somebody and, and made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why did I? Didn't you know? Get a grant for a comedy podcast. Oh, 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 oh there's millions of pounds out yeah, there. Yeah. Any podcast yeah. fund. And no one's being funded yet. A whole <laughs> mill for you. No, but it's like people, you know, make a, make a, make a job out of this and, and have great content and you've managed to do it without any finance. And mm-hmm. that's a, that's a great thing within itself. And also, you know, you made front page of iTunes. Congratulations yeah. for that as well. Um, Many times. Just what we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so iTunes like it as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a that's a great company to sort of endorse your product and mm-hmm. probably got you to to a great big audience as well, which is which is a lovely yes. thing. Yeah. Um could you ever see a visual version of this? Because I could see the characters. How would you feel about, you know, because you've got you, you know, history of gorilla, yeah, the, the website, the magazine that mm-hmm. does, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of talk with film. Yeah. You, you both are clearly interested in film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I I would absolutely love. I, I I can imagine being like a good an, like a animated series. Yeah, because like when we we're writing as well, you some you know you know just chat about ideas and things. Oh, that's really funny. It'd be a great visual joke, but yeah. it's we not said, like at all. We said that there. a lot. Great visual joke became like yeah. <laughs> our shorthand for yeah, yeah. Th- there's so many things that with Mars Corp because like you kind of have to when you're writing it, you're like there's a fast way to do this, but it requires you to see what's happening. But instead we have to do this kind of like slightly awkward sort of explaining what's going on kind of thing. Mm. And a lot of it you can get away with and kind of, you know, suggest stuff like, especially with the action or whatever, but like, it'd be so much easier if you could see what's yeah. going on. I mean, I think, obviously there'd be other challenges, but yeah. And our influence, I think we're both influenced more by mostly by TV sitcom. Yeah. I didn't listen to a huge amount of radio comedy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, when you're writing, you kind of, thinking of that kind of style of comedy more so than a that's how we definitely wrote it 
with tricks and things that we had like picked up from watching shows and kind of analyzing shows rather than listening to radio drama and things yeah. like that. So that I, th- I think it gives it like a slightly different pace to it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you've got a, a edge of comedy that is quite sanitized when you look to professional output. I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of professional stations out there that create audio comedy. Mm. It's just a bit dry. Mm. It's, it's been diluted at some point along the way. You can tell there's great jokes in there and then some yeah. somebody way up high has gone, oh. <laughs> tone that down a little bit it's a little bit but you guys because it's uh, the podcast yeah. you know well the universe you can kind of be as free as you want to which is really really good yeah. um so you're into tv sitcoms then mm-hmm. as uh, uh, david price um, david uh, knight david knight's a bit i don't know what what to read yet but david price said you're, into, <laughs> said you're into tv sitcoms what sort of sitcoms then um well i think well the ultimate's the simpsons yeah right which okay. is probably, you know probably humanity's greatest achievement at this point yeah right uh better than moon landings um i'm Alan partridge oh, i say yeah. Arrested Development, I think, like, I'm, like, you're talking about kind of how we have callbacks and stuff in our show. Arrested Development, the callbacks they do on that and the setups and foreshadowing just blow my mind. I don't know how they, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Rick and Morty. Yeah. New show, really good. Um, And, like, a lot of the older stuff kind of slightly, like, I was thinking a lot about Blackadder when we were making mm. Mars Corp. Um, uh, kind of how that structure and how depressing that is. Yeah. My favorite series of that is uh, series four. Yeah, it's so good. That definitely like mm. inspired us a lot. Um, yes, yeah, so a lot, a lot of the older stuff, the old, older British comedy. Yeah. None of the new British comedy. And then, <laughs> well, actually, I say that I haven't. That I, I've heard there's some really good stuff out there. The only thing, um, uh, people just do nothing. That's have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the only one I've seen the last couple of years, which I've really liked. Although I haven't seen a huge amount of new. British I'm sure there's loads now. We're, we're just being I'm ignorant. Just, so I'm, yeah, I'm just being totally ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, you said Red Dwarf at all because there's a little bit of a sci-fi obvious, in that. Too obvious. Too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like kind of in- <laughs> people, yeah. People either say it's Red Dwarf or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which though like it's definitely nowhere it's nothing like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that stuff I wish like, it was <laughs> I wish it was like that's on another level yeah. it's just that it's British and in space I guess I think yeah. that's what it is yeah. Red Dwarf yeah I can see there's, there's yeah, stuff yeah. there like the, the desperation of those characters certainly is like you know and the way they kind of uh, I guess the isolation as well yeah yeah. as a Red Dwarf fan I like Mars Corp I didn't feel it was the same but yeah. I just thought it was, it was it was nice I like a bit of sci-fi I yeah. like to have a yeah, giggle yeah, yeah. Did both of those. So, yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Um, Where can we find... Actually, just put a line under that. Mm-hmm. Visuals, potentially, mm-hmm. if if the right circumstances came along. Yeah. By the word circumstances, I mean currency. By <laughs> currency, I mean cash monies, basically. Because yeah. um, that yeah, would be man. another epic project. Because to, to transfer that to visual, that's that'd be a lot of work, I presume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't even consider it unless, like, yeah, a, a proper production company with people who know how money works got involved. It's not, I think that, that is too far for us. Are yeah. you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Make me happy. Do this. If you're thinking you got a checkbook, open that bitch, make it happen. Um, so where can we find out more about all of your projects? And no, I'd like you to let us know. You can find out about Mars Corp, uh, the bunker, because I know you have two separate websites and also just generally where we can find out about you guys as well. Uh, <coughs> great thing about Sorry. this being a podcast is you can reel them all off people can rewind it listen to it again and write it down yeah, it's great yeah. we, we, we're gonna I think we'll set up a new website which is gonna have everything under one umbrella but um, yeah marscorppodcast.com for the marscorp stuff um, and the bunker I don't know I can't remember what the bunker address is now 
Uh, I assume it's just the bunker podcast. Just search, just search for the bunker podcast. It'll come up. Sorry, I'll leave up. you professionals to fill. Where I'm <laughs> I'll Google it right now just to make sure we get that on. The best place to find us at the moment is just our Patreon, probably. Yeah, uh, so it's <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> forward slash definitely human. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, and obviously, yeah. Give us some money. Give us some yeah. money, please. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Facebook and Twitter as well. So, thebunkerpodcast.com. The bunker podcast. There oh, there we go. Yeah, I'll have to check out that website. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does the websites? Uh, I think it's mostly Tom, isn't it? Uh, Tom, yeah, and yeah, and me and Tom did the second one. It wasn't all Tom. Okay. Okay. So so hi. Okay. Don't look at me like that. Man. <laughs> you keep on saying. You just take this away from me and undermine me like this. Oh, Later. Do you, do you ever fall back into your characters sometimes? Because you spend a lot of time with your characters. Fourteen months, long time. Do you ever find yourself saying something as David <laughs> or Dave Price? No, no. Because this is also a character, so it's just like I've got all these different characters on rotation. Yeah. No, oh, look, I knew you. No, because we, our, we, our characters are just like silly voice yeah. <laughs> we're not proper actors yeah, we just do funny actors, act we just do funny voices yeah um and this is an act as well i'm actually a spanish woman <laughs> this, this is an act it's yeah. very convincing yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. but no we we don't and we're not really like our characters either or at least not <laughs> right no 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 <laughs> I in desperation but you know yeah they're, they're quite yeah and especially me and tom we just shout whereas you kind of we did we did try and give you a voice, didn't we? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I tried to. Dave Price initially had a Welsh. I'm from Wales. I'm from Cardiff, and so I like, was going to ask you what part of Jamaica you were from. Yeah. I was going to ask, <laughs> but clearly, uh, I was going to get that wrong. Uh, yeah, so for, like we recorded it with Dave having a Welsh accent, and I can't even do a Welsh accent, <laughs> even though I'm from Wales. That's how bad that. But we'll release that maybe on the Patreon yeah. in the future. Yeah. Like there's like because there's the whole of episode one with Dave with this incredibly stupid Welsh accent. <laughs> Richard Burton-esque. Oh, yeah, wow. People will find it when they hear it. Yeah. That would be great. Some, um, <laughs> some, some muck-ups and some extra exactly, character yeah. stuff. Yeah. That would be really good to listen to, man. Um, you're probably going to get upset with me for saying this because maybe I should have worked this out, but what's the Wi-Fi code about? Should I have worked that out by now? Oh, you're the oh. first person to even ask about yeah. that. We were kind of hoping to keep it secret. Should we just not tell him? Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you. You could you. not you just not tell you. Yourself, okay, man. I mean... Oh, so but there's there's something there though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know. Oh. <laughs> there is, there is, and I don't okay, know. right. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will know when you listen to um, Mars Corp. S- series two, <laughs> series two, oh. all will be revealed. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I, so, I, okay, so keep listening. Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah, but bear in mind, we're not that intelligent, so it's not a particularly hard code. To <laughs> yeah. <figure> out, so. <laughs> Well, that too reflects my intelligence. Uh, <laughs> you thought it was like Da Vinci code yeah. up in here, like scrolling yeah. on the walls. Mate, I'm, I'm pretending that I haven't got like a cupboard with like paper yeah. in it and like loads of little bits of red string <laughs> connecting the yeah. dots. <laughs> but um, no, thank you very much for coming down and sharing some some pleasure, a good old conversation with us. Yeah, um, man, thanks for having us. Yeah, man, I'm a great fan, and I really want to hear um, the new stuff when it comes out, and uh, and also feel free to come back whenever you want and have a chat about your projects, man. Cause if you keep putting out stuff like this, uh, I just feel like, you know, yeah. I'm going to have to be chasing you. With my well, yeah, you know, we'll, get, well, that's the thing. If we do Mars Corp series two, I'm sure we can have a character. Cool. I mean, if you really want to bring it down to that low level of, of yeah. output, then feel free. I'll, I'll come along and join now, but it'd be a pleasure if I had a bit awesome. part and died. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers guys. Thank you very cheers, much. Thank you. Wait, hang on. Was I just offered a bit part? 
in one of my favourite podcasts. Oh, yeah. Ah. Well, I might have to hold them to that. Uh, That was David Knight and David Price from Definitely Human Productions, the guys behind The Bunker and Mars Corp, which I love. I'm sure you heard me saying a lot throughout the podcast. We've put links in the show description for you to check that podcast out. I really recommend you do. It's it's great British comedy um, by people who made it just for us to enjoy. And like you heard, they put in over a thousand hours each. And it definitely comes across, man. It's a high budget sound on um, (laughs) zero budget. Um, I've been Marcus Bronzy. I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to hear more Marcus Meets or if you'd like to give us a, a rating and a review, please head to marcusbronzy.com forward slash meets to check out all episodes on whatever device you're on. That's M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y.com forward slash M-E-E-T-S to check out more episodes. Uh, and if you'd like to give us a review, which would help us get to many more ears, all you have to do is go to marcusbronzy.com forward slash review. We've put a link to that in the show description for you to do that. Hella easy. I'd also like to give a massive thanks out to my production staff, Shane Powell, David Shawcross, CJ Beats and Jordan Crisp, aka Wide Awake for the intro, outro music and stings. Special thank you to Milo Fisher in Re- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on research and also co-producer billy riot as well i've been marcus bronzy thank you for listening to this episode in the meantime take care <laughs> <laughs>